Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. This week, we're continuing with the series titled, Spring Forward. Bishop Clark utilizes Genesis chapter 40, verses 12 and 13 as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, R-E-S-E-T. I'm always fascinated with the story of Joseph, I'm fascinated with the person of Joseph, his highs, his lows, his downfalls, his vision, his ability to interpret dreams, his character, his integrity, his scars. It says that his ankles were damaged and hurt because of the fetters and the irons that were placed on him. He was a tender boy, hadn't done any wrong, yet he had to pay with someone else's anger and jealousy. Very, very unusual character in the Bible, a type of Christ that gives his brother Benjamin five times more than the rest of his brothers. A type of Christ, he made sure that he financed the new kingdom that would come. Benjamin being the son that would bring the first king, bring forth the first king of Israel. Joseph financed him out of Egypt and made sure he had five times more than the rest of his brothers. I'm fascinated with this man who wore a coat of many colors. And that coat had red in it and black in it and purple in it and scarlet in it. Maybe a little yellow in it as well. He was afraid at times. He made mistakes. He would go through suffering. He didn't understand it when he put it on it. He thought it was just a coat of prestige and honor. But it was also a coat that spoke prophetically to what he would endure as a person. There's a whole lot of people that want to be on the top of the mountain, but they don't understand what it requires to get there. The suffering that takes it takes to be there. Never ever judge someone else's position. You don't know what they had to go through to get that. If they rose up in the school system, you don't know what they had to endure. How many times they had to bite their lip. How many times they had to do it, work and well, to rise to the top or the pinnacle of their profession. If they're working in politics, the same kind of thing. Politic is the art of persuasion. It is not righteous. And if you're going to work in it, you need to understand that you have to persuade people to do things that they normally wouldn't do. That's why you see a lot of lying politicians. But God wants you to tell the truth no matter where you go. It could be in the church. You want to be a pastor, you know what you have to deal with. Pastoring is much like being a doctor. 
The doctor doesn't deal with the elite. They deal with people with problems. They get money because they're helping people get over issues. Sometimes they're issues of blood. Sometimes they're psychological issues. And the doctor's ability to prescribe the right prescription or method or therapy, is the, it determines their salary. It's the same way with the preacher. A lot of time we're trying to give scripture or spiritual RXs for problems. We just don't get the same pay. And if we ride around like a doctor, everybody wants to talk about it and talk about how much they're taking the money and all these other things. But you're dealing with all kinds of issues. You don't have a clue until you step in it. After about a week, you'll be like, wow, I only saw the suit and I only saw the message. I didn't see all of the other things that go along with it. If you want to be anything in the community, a coach, you got to deal with all kinds of issues. Certainly you deal with parents. You taking my son out? You're taking my son out? Yes, I'm taking your son out. He only likes to play when he wants to play. He doesn't play when he needs to play. And he's very lazy. And when you don't give him what he wants, he pouts just like he pouts at home. But since I'm the coach, I got to drive that out of him. You baby everything that he does. But he can't do that on the football field. You pay a price if you're going to elevate and go to the next level. And Joseph paid a price. To become the governor of Egypt. The scripture is clear and I want to just look at it again as I move forward and as we begin to examine some things in the word of God. Thank you Lord. The 40th chapter of the book of Genesis verse 12. This is what it means. We see that the baker and the uh, cupbearer displeased Pharaoh you can read it in the text and you'll begin to see that these men were subject to the king of Egypt and they displeased Pharaoh it doesn't mean that they really did anything really wrong but they displeased the man and he then had them cast into prison now Joseph was cast in the prison we know he didn't do anything wrong what do you do when you haven't done anything wrong and you see yourself bound what do you do when you haven't done anything wrong? It wasn't your fault. Here's the situation because some people think that they're the first one to go through that. I want to help you. You're not the first one to go through something. You didn't do anything wrong. Stop saying I don't deserve this. God may be trying to set you up for the next dimension that he wants to take you to. Amen. You're going to be a prophecy revealed and unveiled to another generation and he must take you through. Because before God can do anything in terms of revelation, he usually leaves a witness in the earth. Somebody who's gone through something, hallelujah, successfully after they went through it, he then takes their life to show others what you can do if you submit to the will of God. Now, the cupbearer is the, 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 the one who brings Pharaoh his cup or his juice, and he does it regularly. But the scripture says he displeased the king, and the king submitted him or sent him into the prison. Just so happens Joseph is in the same prison, but he is so well oiled, so anointed. He's just not in bondages. He's given some type of authority because the jailer tells Joseph to manage these men or to serve them personally. 
personally. He entrusted those men with Joseph. So which simply means that no matter where you are, even if you're not where you should be, it's no excuse for you to give a mediocre performance. You need to do everything you need to do right where you are right now to ensure that you're fulfilling the call of God on your life, even if no one can see it. And here we see the light of integrity shining from Joseph, even though he's in a deep dungeon. And I want to encourage you that the light of integrity can continue to shine, though there's darkness all around you. Glory to God. These men are now submitted to Joseph. He's there. He hears. He can see their countenance. The scripture says, if you read the text, it says that he saw that their countenance had fallen. And he inquired, what are these men going through? What's happening with them? And he was told that they had dreams, but the dreams disturbed them. So Joseph said, doesn't God interpret dreams? Tell them to tell me the dream. Glory to God. In other words, God, when you have a dream in your life, God don't always have to send you over to Chicago somewhere to get an interpretation. Usually, he has somebody right, you may not see him now, but somebody that's close to you that he's prophetically raised up, take them, took them through the issues that they've gone through to shape them, to prepare them, to give you the answer you need right where you are. Glory to God. The answer you need is right around you. Hallelujah. And everything we need in this ministry is right around us. And everything we need in this ministry is right around us. And everything we need in this ministry is right around us. And everything you need in your family is right around you. It's not way over there somewhere. You don't have to go to another city. It may be right where you are. Just want just a little bit further than you are. Just looking at you, seeing that your face is disquieted, and God is going to send them to you to give you exactly what you need glory to God everything we need is in this house say that with me everything we need is in the house you don't have to go way out somewhere to find it that's not how God works everything we need is right around us glory to God the scripture says and this is powerful the scripture says Joseph inquired of them they told him the dream Glory to God. And you see in verse 12, you see the interpretation of the dream. Joseph said, this is what it means. Hallelujah. The three branches are three days. I'm still trying to understand how do you get that interpretation? How does a branch relate to a day? I'm, trying, I'm still trying to understand how do you pick that out that the budding of a branch the, the branch, the, the vine buzz and then it turns into a branch and the branch brings forth fruit. How do you equate that to a day? I'm still trying to understand it. There's some things hidden that we won't understand, but just trust God. Glory to God. He is the revealer of the mystery. Hallelujah. He is the revealer. There's a correlation between a day and growth or season. It's prophetic. Hallelujah. It's prophetic. And if you're going to get wine out of a budding vine, glory to God, you need God to, to, to release his anointing in the midst of it to show you why, where you are in the equation. I'm trying to find out where is truth revealed right now with all of the stuff going on. Hallelujah. Is it possible that in three days he may lift our head? Is it possible that the situation you're dealing with may shift in three days? Is it possible that what you've been worrying about, what you've been thinking about, may turn around in three days? What if it was three days? 
What if it was three hours? What if it was three minutes? Would you give God glory then? What if he wanted to turn it around in three minutes? And all he wanted for you to do is to show him that you trust him. Glory to God. I don't know how these things come into being, but I do know that Joseph said the three branches represents three days. And within three days, Pharaoh will lift your head. Your countenance will shift, glory to God. And you will be restored to your rightful position. You will be restored to your rightful position. You will be reset. Restored. Restoration is coming to you. Glory to God. Sometimes the enemy takes away, the enemy takes away our position or even our self-esteem. And God is saying in this season that you're going to be reset or restored to your rightful position. Glory to God. As this spring season comes, I want you to start looking for the reset. As well as our ministry is going to go through a global reset. A globular reset right here in the church. When you come back next year, we won't have the same systems that we have today. There's a reset that's taking place. Hallelujah. And I'm praying that you begin to look into the corridors of your family and start looking at some systems and things that you have going on that are now stale. They're not working. It worked for the previous generation, but it's not working right now. And what we need to do is reset. Everybody say reset. What we need to do is reset. Look at what you're doing. See if it's working or not. Evaluate it. If it's not working, we're dropping it and we're going on to the next one. Can somebody say amen? amen. Glory to God. Let me calm down. I'm beginning to feel my help up in here. I said I feel my help. Glory to God. My help is in the Lord. Glory to God. I'm beginning to feel. I'm beginning to feel something. God is talking to somebody about a reset. Glory to God. You wanted him to change, but he said, I'll change if you reset. You're still looking for God to show up the way he showed up in the past, but he's about to do a new thing in your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You're going to be restored to your rightful position, and you will put... Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. I'm quite sure, man, that cupbearer, he began to shout right there in the dungeons. How many, how many of you know good news will make you shout right where you are? Situation hadn't changed. Nothing changed. All he got was a word from the Lord. And some of you are waiting before you praise God. You're waiting for the doors to swing wide open. Or somebody put a badge on you. But you need to learn how to smile when he gives you a word from the Lord. And allow your face to shift. Glory to God. Get your face saved. You're always frowning. God wants you to start smiling even though the circumstance hadn't changed. The word of the Lord came to you. And when the word of the Lord comes, it's a license for you to begin to give him some glory. Come on, that's a good place right now. About five seconds of glory. Thank you, Jesus. Let's lay it a little bit stronger. Let's build, a, a, build more on this foundation out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Reset. Scriptures on the screen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if you're in Christ, hallelujah, something takes place. He is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. 
And you want to know, really know if you're in Christ or not. A lot of people like to say, you know if you're saved if you speak in tongues. You know if you're saved if you speak in an unknown tongue. And then you know you're saved. That's what a lot of charismatic Pentecostal churches preach. Okay? But we need to read the scripture here. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. This is what you will see. People that are really saved are not trying to go back and resurrect their past or hang out with the same folk that they were hanging out with before there was a reset. The old is gone. Even if you went to the club, it won't be the same. You'll sit up in the midst of that with all of the smoke and the hips and the dropping it like it's hot. And you'll be like, this ain't for me anymore. I need to get up out of here. I don't even feel it anymore. I don't like it anymore. I don't like all the fog and all of the smoke. I'm not happy here anymore. And you will find yourself letting the old go and you will establish the new or walk with the new. Glory to God. Your same friends can't hang out with you. They're the jokes that you used to laugh at, you don't think they're funny anymore. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Sometimes, sometimes the places that we used to go for comfort doesn't bring us comfort anymore. Glory. The associations, the, the sororities that we used to tie to don't have its fling anymore. It's there, but it's not my source. Glory to God. Because the old has gone and the new has come. Reset. And then in Isaiah chapter 42, chapter 43 and verse 18. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 18. New Living Translation is on the screen. But forget all that. Forget all that. Say that. Forget all that. There's such a reset that's coming to the house of God and to the body of Christ and to truth reveal in particular that you're going to forget all that. I said in a year's time when you come into this house it's not going to be the same old same old because of what's going on right now in the spirit and what will be manifested in the practical. There's a pragmatic shift that, will take, that is taking place right now as we reset. It will not look the same, glory to God. And I'm prophesying so some of you that can't handle change, you can get ready for it and really put on your seatbelt. This roller coaster is about to take a fast jerk upward. Hallelujah. And then we're going to shift to the left, shift to the right, glory to God. And I want to make sure you're strapped in well. Because there's some people, they want the same old pastor, same old big, thick neck, black, bald-headed pastor that used to be here a few years ago. But God has slimmed me down. I'm trying to get felt up in here. I'm trying to slim down. I'm stopping eating so many hog mogs and the stuff that I used to eat and trim up a little bit and do some things that I've never done before because I don't want to miss my blessing. Hallelujah. I was too big to squeeze through this gate, but I had to slim down so I can squeeze through this gate because I don't want to miss my blessing. I don't want to miss the next generation. I don't want to miss the people that God has sent me to. I don't want to miss what God is doing in my life and you don't want to miss it as well. So so if I'm shifting, you need to shift. Strap your seatbelt on and get ready to go. We're about to jerk to the right and jerk to the left. And if you're not strapped in, you're going to fly right off. 
and I don't want to lose not one of you. I want you to be able to go with it. Can the church say amen? The Bible says in verse 18 of Isaiah 43, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Glory to God. And if you're just focused on what God did, you won't get ready for what he's about to do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe God is about to do something so powerful. Stefan, in your life, is going to blow the minds of God's people. Hallelujah. God is about to do something so powerful in your life. It's going to blow the minds of people who knew you before. It's gonna, God is about to do something so powerful in your life. With you and your wife, it's going to blow your children's minds. going to blow your bank account's mind. God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that has worked. But forget all that is nothing compared to what I'm going to do, the scripture says. The spirit of the Lord says in verse 19, for I'm about to do something new. Glory to God. I'm about to do something new. Now, you've been used to the stale bread, but I'm about to give you some fresh bread. You're used to what I used to do, but I'm about to do something new in your life. How many of you ready for something new? I'm talking about in the spirit. I'm not talking about new car, new liver. I need God to do something in my soul that I haven't sensed before. Ah, God, you can get a car if you get a job, but God wants to do something in your soul that you've never seen or sensed before. I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Hallelujah. See, it's already started. The shift has already begun. You know it. You are already getting tired of yesterday. You are already getting tired of what used to, your old testimonies. God is already shifting you. He's already moving in your life. Glory to God. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? It's right up in your face. Can't you see it? Can't you sense it? Look at the word. Can't you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Glory to God. Even if there's a sea before you, God said, I will open it up so you can walk through on dry land. Even it seems if there's an impasse, God said, I'll break it open so you can walk through. I'm going to make a path through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wastelands. Glory to God. Rivers in the desert, hallelujah. Rivers in the desert. You're going to even be refreshed and nourished while making these transitions. God is not telling us to reset even though it's going to be difficult. I'll show you that for some people. He's not sending us to do that without sending the rain, without sending the river, without sending the re refreshments that we'll need even if we're in a dry land. So stop worrying about whether you're dry or not. Just look for the river. He promised a stream in the midst of the desert. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So Trim Nation, the Spirit of God says, this is what the Spirit of God said to me, reset the ministry of truth reveal. Reset the ministry of truth reveal. As we spring forward, it is the mandate of this church to reset. Our timing is off. Our success has been delayed. Systems are frustrated. The vision seems to tarry. Values have been compromised, even ignored. And the voice of praise has gone silent for many of the people of God. It's time to reset.
I can preach my guts out. If you don't feel like you don't want to shout, you'll sit there and look at me like, something you don't need to shout because you feel the Holy Ghost. There's a time and a season for everything under the sun. If somebody bought a car and you didn't have one, God still said, if you're connected with them and they're happy, you need to try to smile too. You don't sit there and say, I don't feel it. I ain't got a blessing. What am I praising for? That's not the spirit of God. If one gets blessed in the house, all of us are blessed. And it's only a matter of time, hallelujah, that your blessing is coming your way. You don't wait until you get it. You shout before the battle is over. Glory to God. And that's how we need to start moving. Stop trying to analyze and start moving with the spirit. Way too technical in our mind and in our thinking. We need to start moving by faith and God will answer by fire. When you move by faith, God answers by fire. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2474. That's reference number 2474. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries, uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God. But you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. And I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. 
a smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.